Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on your time zone. Hi, I'm Charlie Smith. And I'm Alan Aston, and you're listening to the Britney Army Barracks. Welcome back, Charlie! Oh my god, I missed you so much! Thank you so much to T for being here. It was so awesome to listen to those podcasts when I was like driving back and forth to Boston. It was awesome. You guys did so great. She's super talented. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure to have her. She She's such a pleasure to talk to, and someone I just feel really comfortable with, and so it was really natural for us to just talk exactly like how we talk all day every day yeah i want you i want you guys both to do like a morning talk show and like rival drew barrymore uh, <laughs> i feel like you guys would totally you should take her job she doesn't deserve it um i don't think i'm hollywood enough for that job i mean it would you would be fantastic doing a, a podcast talk show though just of like good morning and these are the topics of the day. Like, you should be a newscaster or something. You have a great voice. I got to tell you, though, I thank you. I highly prefer just podcasting, though, and not having to be, like, camera on. Um, I like using my voice, though, a lot. I like you using your voice a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Are we flirting? Oh, my God. I know. It's, it's so funny when I just said you have a great voice. I was like, are we flirting right now? <laughs> All right. So today is, what the fuck day is it? October... 26th? 20, 25th. Today's the 25th. 25th as we are recording this. There is so much to talk about. I literally don't even know where to begin. Um, did you see Crossroads? Let's start there. I did. Me and my friend from TikTok, Shelby, we went to a VIP screening here in Atlanta and I got the special edition Britney book, which is cool. It has her name printed like on the part where the pages are. And that's the only difference. However, mine doesn't have the rose engraving on it. And I wish oh, it did. Oh, bummer. Bummer. I know. Why would you leave that off the special edition? Actually, I have an answer to that question. I think they left it off because I think they were in panic mode trying to figure out how to promote this fucking book. So yeah. they threw these crossroads things together. And that special edition book thing was probably like a last minute thing. And I would bet you anything that the like, what do you call it, embossing or engraving part was probably like a whole different factory or a different yeah. section of the factory that would have taken a lot longer that makes sense so they had so it was a, a different printing company maybe or, or at least like you know site that probably did it that's interesting probably Speak, uh, so in in this is just off the top of my head because i don't i don't even know where this is going to go conversationally but this popped in my head while i was reading the book and listening to it because i did both i listened to it on audible and then i got it and i read it too um nice. i I was thinking to myself, I feel like I can I can see a scenario where Brittany got up one day and and started recording an audio memo on her phone and was like, you know what? I realized one day I woke up and, you know, I haven't said my story and this isn't about money. I don't want to do interviews and, and you know, tells a, a short version of it for 20 minutes or an hour. Maybe she cropped some stuff out, right? Posts it. And then Cade goes to her. Whether and whether or not you think the following would be and all of this is me just hypothetically like coming up with a scenario in my mind, but I feel like I can see this happening and him convincing her like, look, I get that you're trying to make a point that this isn't about money, but you should not do this for free. They already took enough from you. Don't don't give away for free you know, this, this valuable story that you have, and you should tell it in your own way, you know, in a calculated sense and convinced her to write a book about it because people are like, they're stolen diaries. They're stolen this. And I'm like, I feel like I can see a scenario where, where she was convinced to do this. And that that's not a negative thing. 
Yeah, that's definitely possible. And I think, you know, you're largely referring to the audio that we got in August of 2022, where she told a lot of the things that are in this book. We can now confirm pretty much everything she said in that audio is in this book, sometimes kind of verbatim. But to that, I'll say, like, she started writing this book, I think, allegedly around January of 2022, because that's when Jamie Lynn's book came out. And then she was like, fuck this. I'm going to write my own book. So that was a lot of months in between that time and us getting that audio, which would have made me think that the book was already in progress at that point. Yeah, I, that's actually a really good point, because for me, uh, this book really did feel like a response to Jamie Lynn's book. And I didn't read Jamie Lynn's book. I have no interest in, in reading it. But, um, you know, maybe I should have a, an informed decision, but I really still don't want to. <laughs> but I, I'll it read did, it for free. Do Well, it's on Audible. So if you have like, a, you know, I can't listen. to No, I am not going to listen to her doing it. Yeah, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's part of it. I'm, I'd rather I'm not, read. I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say um, it did feel like the book was sort of a response to Jamie Lynn's book. Um, just that And her mother's that. book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that that happened. She even said my mother wrote a book. You know what I mean? While I, you know, while her children were not in a really good spot um, and she was showing up on talk shows in pantsuits. I felt like she went in hard on Lynn. Um, so harder do I. than I thought. And I was just going to say, I find it really interesting that in this book, she calls out Lynn's book and says, like, basically, she was doing this at my lowest point in my life, using my breakdown and going on morning news shows where they were showing pictures of me with a shaved head and saying, oh, poor Brittany, I'm trying to save her, basically. But I found it interesting that she called all that out. But she didn't actually say anything about Jamie Lynn's book at all. And she was scathing toward her throughout, called her a total bitch and basically an entitled child. At the end of the book, she starts being like, oh, we're, we, we can make up. She started sort of talking about her in a nicer way toward the end, like she kind of wants to reconcile with her. Yeah. Yeah, she she maybe like legitimately started angry at the beginning of the book, and then this far, you know, the further she got writing it, it could have been some sort of cathartic thing where eventually she was like, you know, feeling less angry about Jamie Lynn. But it didn't. Do you feel like it didn't sound like she was trying to reconnect with Jamie Lynn? It sounded more like she had made peace with it to me. She did sound more positive towards the end, but I don't know. Well, she did say in her book that she made peace with everything and her peace was that she never wanted to see her family again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was really heavily towards Jamie Lynn and her mom, but I I don't know. Maybe, maybe the two of them equally. I don't know. I really felt like, I mean, if her book is to be fully believed, it sounded to me in the end like she has hope for her and Jamie Lynn to make back up. I mean, she said, I'll always love her. She's my sister. She had nothing nice to say like that about her mother or father or even really her brother. I mean, she talked nicely about her brother when they were children, but she really didn't address him as an adult, which is weird because he was a conservator of yeah, hers, too. Yeah, I was surprised about the way she spoke of Brian. It was, like, really positive in their childhood. Then she, like, in passing kind of acknowledged... Yeah, and then he got in the conservatorship and we kind of didn't stay close. I was like, what? Like, I felt... I was expecting way more on Jamie and Brian, and I, I kind of expected her... To just talk more about like, oh, yeah, my sister and my mom hurt me. And she really went in on them. And I'm glad. I mean, to be honest, you of all people know how reluctant I have been to go after Jamie Lynn and and her mom uh, and Lynn. And it's just like, 
I don't really feel reluctant anymore. Fuck that, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so angry on her behalf. Yeah, no, I don't feel like fans have any reason to hold back if this is truly where how she feels right now. Um, we uh, She's given us the green light to go for him, which, you know, for better or for worse. But I, I just think it was so weird. Like, she really barely talked about Brian as an adult. She didn't mention the fact that, you know, because of his relationship to her, he was able to be handed a producer's job on um, Zoe 101 or all that, whatever it was he worked on. And I mean, she had a lot to say about how she got opportunities for Jamie Lynn, kind of. Well, actually, she didn't really bring up Zoe 101 very much. But still, like, why did he escape that? Yeah, but Brian didn't write a book, though. I don't know. And maybe this is me overthinking what I read in the book, but it just sort of felt like she was being like Brian did what he was told. Yeah. I mean, she certainly didn't really express any anger towards him. So maybe they have some kind of a relationship, though he still wasn't at her wedding. So a lot of people have been asking me if the wedding is mentioned in the book. And I felt like Barely. it was very, it, it was like hardly anything. And that felt like, yep, yeah, it was lovely. Friends and family were there. I love he saw him. And I was just like, huh. It doesn't even make fucking sense because the things that Britney Spears herself has said about this wedding I mean she said on Instagram that she basically was blacked out for most of it because she was having trauma she has PTSD and that she didn't remember most of it I mean it seems like it was a rough day for her so for her to just gloss over it I was like what can we talk about just the mentions of Sam in this book because I'm all fucking fired up about it right now I'm irritated I really feel in my heart like this man he knew what he was doing, first of all, when he married Brittany, but second of all, when he stuck around and waited until right after the book was finalized and the release was announced in oh. July of 2023, when we finally got a release date on the book, that man, no more than, it was like a, less than a month later, filed for divorce and left her out of the blue. He I think he waited. she wasn't going to be able to write anything about him in the book. So everything in the book kisses his ass or glosses over him. And the way that she talks about them getting together and meeting in the book isn't even consistent with the stories that she told before of her taking his number and having it in her purse for five months and forgetting and then randomly calling him. No, the book says, like, I was immediately drawn to him. We were stuck at the hip right after that video. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't even catch that, actually. Mm. Yeah, he is. He's a fucking piece of shit. I and I could. <laughs> I was really angry. I was really angry when I saw the article. He. I'm. I'm hesitant to even mention it because I don't want anybody, anybody to look it up and give him any more views or credit or anything, or attention. But I think the article that he did, where he's wearing a shirt that says "Lucky." And um, there's a caption, there's like a a caption in the article that says he does drive us crazy. And like the one thing I will say, he's going to be his own undoing for real. Like he's Kevin Federline, dude. In the book, Brittany even being like, bless his heart. Like how (laughs) cold was that on Kevin, right? That's funny as shit. And yes. And I think Sam is putting himself very quickly into that same category of just being a fucking joke and not even knowing it, not even really being in on the joke. Um, Like she described how Kevin uh, was the same way. But I'm really angry about the Sam interview, but let's not focus on him anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to say that little piece. And he's barely in the book anyway, so no need to linger. I mean, he almost never comes up. Yep, hardly. I think maybe he gets like four mentions in the book. Which is crazy because they were together for like, what, five, six years? And I'm so glad that she did make a point to kind of say without saying, you know, whether she did it on purpose or not. 
she says, yeah, I was in this relationship with Sam. And then she says, the only reason I knew about the Free Britney movement was because a nurse showed me in the fucking uh, uh, hospital. And that was very intense for me. That whole chapter was really intense and just kind of like putting myself in that moment of like seeing, just knowing that Britney saw that on a computer, you know, I don't know. It's just wild. But okay, and see, this is upsetting me all over again because a nurse had to show her that. And I mean, she talks about calling her father, her mother, her sister, asking for help. She says Cade FaceTimed her and showed uh, showed her his scorpion bite leg or whatever. And she had other friends who said, oh, we're so worried for you that you're going to die here in this hospital, things like that. But nobody else told her about Free Britney. There's like tears of bad guy, you know, and it's like Lou Taylor is up here and Jamie's up here. And then like Larry Rudolph and then like Cade and Cade. (laughs) Okay, but but you skipped one because one of the major villains in this book is Justin Timberlake, which we had never thought of him as like the, the villain in her story in that way. And so it was really interesting to see that so much of this book touched on their relationship and just what happened after it really seems like she believes in her heart I mean she didn't say this exact sentiment but I could tell that what she was saying was like hey this whole conservatorship thing that happened to me probably never would have happened to me if not for the actions of Justin Timberlake and how he allowed the media to treat me in the wake of our breakup yeah I think it also put a lot of light on the Kevin Federline factor she didn't really put this together so to speak, but I I think the way that she talked about her breakup with Kevin led me to believe that he was approached in the first place because they convinced her not to uh, uh, wait for Kevin to file and if she wouldn't be humiliated in the media. And then that left her uh, responsible for his legal fees because she was the one that initiated the, the, the divorce. And then the media still painted her out like someone who wrecked her own fucking family with two small children. And hearing that, all I could think of was why would her own lawyers and her own people convince her to do that unless unless they were, you know, the call was coming from inside the house, so to speak. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense for them to encourage her to do something where she would then be responsible for the legal fees. They should have convinced her to try to make him do it because she didn't look any better. I mean, and listen, I, I thought a lot of the conversation about KFED was actually some of the more interesting tidbits from the book, things that I don't know if I necessarily knew or maybe I just forgot about them, but basically him ghosting her for months before she filed for divorce at the at the behest of her lawyers or whatever. But like, I just, it's so frustrating to read that she was a new mom and also pregnant and showing up to these like recording studios where K-Fed was trying to make his rap career happen. And as Brittany says, bless his heart. He really bless took it heart. seriously. <laughs> but he like won't even see her. That's your meal ticket, bitch. The other thing I did that, that, in that section that I found very interesting was that after they did file for divorce, when he was preventing her from seeing the kids, I didn't realize that the footage of her attacking the car with the umbrella was taken while her kids were being held from her. I like, I always knew she was going through a hard time, but I always just figured that was her being like paparazzi get away from me. I didn't realize that that was her being like, my fucking kids have been gone for weeks at this point. You know what I mean? Like, he won't give them back. This is scary, you know? And then very shortly after that, they use that footage against her to then 5150 her. I also didn't realize that Lynn kind of helped coordinate them 
ambushing her. I always thought that Lynn tried to warn her and say, hey, we should get out of here. They're coming with they're coming with people. She was like, what are you talking about? That was like one of the accounts that I remember Brittany talking about that mm. her mom tried to warn her at one point. Um, I could have sworn, though, that in her 22 minute audio, she specifically said her mom had set her up and invited all those friends of hers over for like a slumber party. And I think she told them it was or she told Brittany it was happening like when it was happening so that she could be like, you need to go with them. They're coming for you. Oh, oh yeah. I thought at, there, at one point she was saying that her mom had tried not maybe not that time. I must have misunderstood it. I think it's what you're talking about that she said you should just go with them. I thought the stuff in the beginning about her family was pretty interesting. It was not anything I didn't technically like super already know. It was just from her perspective. And that's the other thing, too, I find there was a lot of people saying like, well, all this stuff is stuff we knew already. And I'm like, yeah, but a lot of it's stuff that I didn't know from her. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to know from her what was what and what wasn't. And you know what I found very interesting that Jayton, I'm reluctant to even bring him up, but the fact that when she talks about getting married in Las Vegas, she says they're super drunk. Right. And the, the ex-husband has recently been saying we were completely sober. But a few months ago was on a podcast where he was like, there was drugs, there was booze, there was orgies, it was wild. And now he's like, we sat on the couch the whole time, completely stone sober. And I'm just like, okay, so which is it? Because like genuinely I, I don't know what the story is there. But I did think it was interesting that Brittany even really gave attention to that event in her life but then like left out you pointed out sam lutfi and mm -hmm. she left out um uh what was the other one? Oh, that other boyfriend is it david or david Licato? she left oh, him out that? uh it was someone that she dated i can't remember when but allegedly he had tried to help her get out of the conservatorship and then he got whisked away yeah there was a lot of stuff that i found interesting that, that she didn't acknowledge, you know, like you had pointed out Maya Marie, she doesn't talk about finding out that there were people doing vocals on her rec records without her permission. There was just a lot of stuff that I would have loved to hear. Fans have been begging for years, years and years and years for her to address the Maya Marie thing and for her to address the original Doll album that never that happened. That was the other one. Yeah. That was my biggest letdown. I was sure she was going to bring it up. You know, I'm not saying she should have talked about that, but I a would have if I if I had a magic wand, I would have loved to hear about those topics. And I also wish that she read chapter 43. I wish I wish she had narrated chapter 43 where she like directly is talking to the fans. You know what else I wish that she had included that she didn't? I wish she had fucking cleared it up about Banana Alice. Was that her or not? You know why I think she doesn't didn't address that, and I kind of feel the same way about the Sam Letfi thing. I think if she d addresses things that are a little more obscure, that like the mainstream doesn't know about, it gives more power to it. Britney historically like just doesn't address like stuff like that. I think that if she addresses conspiracy type things, it just makes people talk about it more. Yeah, but did she not want people to talk about this book? Like, isn't that what it is? You no, want no, no, people I to talk about to, it? I, don't, I mean, I mean, like give give feed into it. I mean, like feeding in. Like there's like for the same reason that she didn't use Jason's name. She didn't yeah, say. Yeah, but what Jason if it was true? Like, well, how, if you're feeding in, I mean, I also wished that she was going to tell us whether she was sending signals on her Instagram or not at any point. Like she didn't address yeah. that. The whole where you thing yep. and I know you say well it'll just feed it but she could have just said 
guys, I, I didn't have control then. No, <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree with you, especially on the, the her wearing yellow. I feel like now nah, I didn't really think about it until you just mentioned it, but it would have made a lot of sense for her to be like, and then I had to start doing smoke signals on my Instagram. That actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, instead she said that we have a psychic connection with her, and I'm like, but was it the smoke signals on your Instagram or was it because you're empathic? No, 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 but well, maybe, but but which, but the things she did on Instagram were way later. You know what I mean? So like that, True. so like her her fans figured it out way before, and then she started to try to like make people know like, hey, there is something going on because maybe. she knew that people were picking up on it. But I do, I 100% agree with you. I think it would have made a lot of sense for her to address, you know, like remember the hat? She had like help on, written on a hat. Yeah. She was like pointing to something. I think it would have made a lot of sense for that one to um, to be addressed. Uh, she didn't address any conspiracy though. And honestly though, if, if she wasn't sending signals then, then it would have made sense for her to say that she wasn't sending signals so that if she's not sending them now, she can stop getting harassed about it because... For me, in my opinion, it would have made sense for her to include explanations in there if they weren't real so that she could shut it down and live in peace. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, you're right. I just I I think for me, I always think there's a possibility that the conspiracies are something that help her to some degree. Like she even says that the mystique is part of the advantage. So if she says definitively one way or the other, she kind of loses that advantage that she's described. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But at the same time, if it's causing her distress in any way, I would hope that she would address it and shut it down. Granted, I do think that, you know, the people that would be needing to hear some of that anyway aren't going to believe that she said these words. I mean, there's I'm already seeing it all over Instagram and TikTok. People saying she didn't write this. It's a team con book. So I don't she probably isn't. And I think she said in her book, she sometimes feels like she's backed into a no win situation. I also think that this book was not for clarifying anything for anybody I think um I think it was one of two things if it was written by her it was a form of catharsis like a therapeutic kind of thing of her finally saying her side after watching everybody speak for her that's one and two I think it's to clue in the mainstream I agree with you on the part about her Instagram hints. I think it really would have made sense if she addressed that. That just would have made sense. It, it, because that's not really saying about anything in the future for conspiracies, but just to confirm, yeah, and then I had to go to the point. That would be really exciting almost to hear about. Like, she had to do secret codes on her Instagram. A lot of the things that were left out could possibly have been because either they weren't super relevant to the overall arc of what she needed to get out there in this first version. Hopefully she's going to have another version where she talks about like escaping the con. You know what I mean? Like that would be incredible. And talking about the fucking uh, 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 surveillance stuff that was used in her room after the court stuff's done. Who knows? Yeah, that was really just sort of blipped over in this. But I do want to go back to just something you said a second ago. I agree that the book is probably more for those mainstreamers than it is for like us fans who already know all this stuff. But also, I definitely think a part of her really wrote this book to try and get through to her kids. Even at the beginning, it's dedicated to them. And then they are woven throughout in a way that I think was intended to help them understand her as a mother and the placement that she got put in by the media. And I think she's trying to to hold out the olive branch to them and show them how much she loves them. And she had nothing but nice, kind things to say about them. I hope they do read it. I do too. I hope I hope at the very least it will 
help to influence, you know, maybe other people in their lives that care about them that are going to say, hey, maybe some of this is kind of valid, you know. Um, and they're at that age where they potentially would be more receptive to it. You know, one of them's 18, they're they're becoming men. And uh, I think logic would probably help them to realize that, that you know, it is true. What, what Brittany said is true. This is a true story. I And my thing that frustrates me, I have no problem with anybody reading this book and saying, you know what, this is what they left out. This part seemed bullshit, whatever. What I have a problem with is people saying, there is no fucking way I'm reading or buying that book. And then they'll give me all of the reasons of why it's not Brittany. And I'm like, right, but you didn't read it. So, like, you're kind of defaulting to say you're not going to have an opinion on what, what it sounds like because you don't know what it sounds like if you want to talk about the promotion we had months and months to talk about the promotion that's fine right now is for us to analyze the book because it's out so like it just seems silly to me for people to keep trying to convince that they know it's not her when they're not even reading the book it's like at least read it you could go to the library you know what I mean? you don't have to give them money um but I don't know. That just irritates me. Yeah. I mean, and there's been a lot of arguments going on about that because there was some email sent out about the book. I didn't get this email, so I can't verify it. But it, there was an LLC listed at the, at the bottom that people were tracking back to Jamie and Lou Taylor. However, I'm confused about whether that means money from this book goes to them or not, because when you look in the actual physical book, the copyright is listed as Britney Jean Spears, who is a person, not Britney Spears, not Britney Jean Spears, Inc., Britney Jean Spears, the human person. So I don't understand. I don't really understand either, but I can tell you that I did get an email. Um, it was recent, right? It was like the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's Brand Casting Unlimited LLC, which was started by Jamie and Lou Taylor in the fall of 2008. So I have a question then. Is What is the email? What is the context of it? Let me look right here. It is uh, just an ad, basically, and it says you got this email because you signed up at BritneySpears.com. And it says, uh, it's finally here, my story on my terms. At last, I'm proud to share my story with you. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's now available in hardcover, ebook, and audiobook, wherever books are sold. Get your copy. And then right underneath, there's another ad that says Shop New Apparel, and it has that shitty legendary quotes collection. Oh, this makes sense. I think that means brand casting LLC, what unlimited LLC, whatever it's called, is probably the company that holds the official merch shop right now. Does that sound right? That's what I bet it is, because that sounds like it came from the merch store. And so they must have some sort of ownership over the merch, which makes sense because Jamie Spears is still listed under Britney Brands Inc., who owns the merch stuff. But that still doesn't mean that they have rights to the book. Yeah, I don't think they have rights to the book. They could be contracted to do the marketing. I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, well, they wrote Britney Brands, Inc. on the People magazine, the article. I don't know. I And I wish, this is something I really wish was in the book so that we could not be worrying about this all the time. I wish she had mentioned more about post-conservatorship getting control back over her assets and things like that. I wish she'd been more explicit because none of us know and it stresses fans out and it causes all of these conversations and I don't I, think I she has, answers. I don't think it's done being settled. I think it, she probably didn't talk about it because they're in the middle of settling it, to be honest. Well, I hope that's true. And I hope that's going to happen in court next year and that we'll get some fucking closure on this. I want to know where well, our I dollars so toward her are going. I so glad in the book she mentioned Andrew Wallet, who, to be totally honest, I only knew of because I listened to you and T. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the guy. But, like, I think uh, uh, if Britney has started to put the seeds out there that 
you know, her, her money was intentionally taken from her. I think, you know, again, if we think of this outside of the Britney community, I don't, I think a lot of mainstream people thought this book was going to come out and she was going to say, yeah, I had a nervous breakdown because the paparazzi made me feel crazy. And then my dad abused his power. I don't think they expected that he, that he plotted with Lou Taylor to take over her life. I think a lot of people in the mainstream, so to speak, were not aware that that was like legitimately what happened. And I think, you know, my frustration uh, in taking the stance I'm taking on this book is one of two things. One, I'm still very skeptical. I don't think that there's nothing to worry about. I'm still very worried about Brittany. I'm invested more than ever. But I think... If A, this goes back to all of the things that we've talked about over the course of this podcast, I I feel like I'm doing more damage to Britney if I boycott the book than I am if I support it and I'm wrong. Like if I support the book and I'm wrong, that's fine. If I boycott the book and I'm wrong, then she poured her heart into a fucking book and I just told her fuck you because I'm letting Team Khan get in my head. And, and I just can't really get around the idea of that not being the way to go other everybody can do their own thing just for my own brain I'm just like how can everybody not see it that way yeah I feel exactly the same and I'm, I'm open to being wrong it's not like I'm sitting here on my ego being like no she's getting the money and if you say otherwise you are wrong no I don't know who's right or wrong I just have to make choices based on how I would feel with the yeah, consequence yeah. I feel exactly the same way and, and you know, Cade could have written this book. It could have all been done by, by a ghostwriter. I've seen different reports saying that the ghostwriter they hired wrote negatively about her years ago. And, you know, I don't know what the truth is. But what I do know is that when I read this book, I was able to get an amount of closure that I fucking needed <laughs> that I didn't even know how badly I needed to hear that Britney did have a connection with her fans, even if it was her management just trying to gaslight us, whatever. My thing is, I when people are, are questioning, okay, well, it couldn't have been her because she didn't talk about this or that. I think chunks of this were definitely written by her, in my opinion. And maybe think some things were left out for any number of reasons. But for me, uh, at l- at least half of the things I really needed to be in this book to be able to get behind it, got checked off. I mean, she talked about Lou Taylor by name. She talked about TriStar, you know, conspiring with Jamie to initiate the conservatorship in the first place. She mentions literally hating. She says, I grew to hate Robin uh, Greenhill. And I think, you know, at some point, it just makes sense to me that this book was written to get the, the... mainstream uh what, what what's a better word for mainstream like the zeitgeist um, zeitgeist oh i like that <laughs> <laughs> but to get you know to get the to get the general populace to to understand what happened to britney and i think she's very um strategic and i think she's probably going to put out more books i think that her talking about part two i do think she's going to do a second book i think she's gonna be, become a writer I mean listen i hope that a lot of the things that i didn't see in the book that i wanted to see is because there was it, it she can't say it legally because of the battle that she's in and that part two is going to be after next year when she wraps that all up and she can really say her rest of her piece i also wish she'd be clear about that and just say like hey i can't say everything right now respect it and we'd be like hell yeah we do but like for now it's really fucking weird that jody montgomery wasn't even named in this book oh and that's right. the person who took over right. as a co-conservator and later her care plan and she said Jody's taking it too far with me. 
me. I want to sue her. She should be in jail. Why the fuck wasn't she mentioned at all? I mean, she didn't even mention the care plan at all. She didn't mention that she had a person like Jody in her life. It just, I, I, I'm very suspect at the fact that that wasn't even glossed over or that it was glossed over because there were times in the book that she didn't want to say someone's name, but she still talked about them. Like Adnan Galib. Yeah, you knew who she was talking when about. When she talked about the paparazzi boyfriend, that's what she meant. And we all know that if you know Brittany. So she could have easily like worded around it without naming Jody and still satisfied the checkbox, but we didn't get it. She's been so largely absent from this process and like didn't even post about the book like the day before the release and didn't post about it the day of until way late at night after a bunch of people called out that there were no posts. So that could have been responsive. But like where was she's never held up the book and said, guys, it's out. I'm so excited for you to read it. Like it, she hasn't shown us that she has a connection to it the way that we're supposed to now be connected to mm -hmm. it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's confusing. I, it is confusing. I think there's, there's, in my mind, there are a lot of scenarios that would explain it pretty easily. Um, and it is frustrating that we don't have those explanations. But to me, the book sort of explained why she doesn't answer for it. Like when she talks about anxiety in the book, to me... It, and this was me piecing it together, but it just felt like she was giving it part of the explanations as to why she wouldn't promote it. She just doesn't want to do interviews and she doesn't want to have to jump around and do anything for anybody that she doesn't want to do. So maybe like putting the book was out, out there was really nerve wracking. Maybe she was scared it wasn't going to be well received. And uh, hypothetically, I think that maybe there was... Um, some anxiety going into it and maybe that's why she was like uh, staying off of Instagram that day what doesn't make sense to me is why her team didn't do it for her because we know other people operate her Instagram so for Britney not to do it that's one thing but why didn't Cade or Cassie or whoever the fuck has access to her Instagram logins like why aren't other people doing this for her I don't know I mean I really think that at some point so, okay, I always say the same thing, right? There's two reasons for why, possible, for why Britney was not really involved in promoting this book. One, she doesn't want to be. Or two, she can't be. So I don't know which of the two is true. But if, for instance, she couldn't, and there's a reason for that, I don't know what the reason is, um, but maybe she's just not up to it mentally or physically or emotionally or whatever. Or legally. Or legally, like whatever the reason might be that she can't do it. If that's the case, I think that it makes sense that her team was scrambling at the end trying to figure out how to promote yeah. this book and they made it work without her. I mean, they did the Crossroads stuff and then they started planting those stories into the press about the abortion with Justin Timberlake, which they knew they knew was going to yeah. be a bombshell. I have a feeling they probably wouldn't have dropped that if Britney had been more involved in this process from the get. Yeah. But they had to rely on sort of like, I don't want to say not snaky tactics, but like salesman -y tactics that without her. And I think that's why we're seeing what we're seeing, but it still doesn't... They had to go with what was salacious. Yes, they had to tease. And, and it's interesting because her whole book is very anti-paparazzi, anti-media, but they had to use the media to sell the book because she either yeah. couldn't or wouldn't. Yeah. There is a lot of logic behind people being suspicious about what the promos looked like. Talking about what was left out of the book, I think is really relevant in saying, oh, well, that's very interesting. And maybe let's look at these pieces and then spec, you know, kind of analyzing 
why she might have left things out. Was she, like you said, she couldn't, she didn't want to or whatever. And I think it's slightly unproductive to look at the promotion of the book just because, like you said, she either couldn't or wouldn't. And we're not going to get answers to either. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily agree that it's not productive only because I think with how much speculation there is on whether she actually wanted this book or whether it's some kind of team con plant book, a lot of that goes back to her involvement in the actual advertisement of it. I guess I mean, I guess I mean it's not productive in the fact that we've been banging our head up against the wall analyzing Well, we're never going to get an answer. We're never going to get an answer. Yeah, that's more, it's completely logical. It's just infuriating. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we're not going to fucking find out. And I also think that the Instagram usage, um, I think the book kind of confirmed for me that Instagram is just a source of trolling for her. She's just trolling people. I mean, she kind of made it sound like it was a place of freedom for her to express Mm -hmm. herself and somewhere that she just has fun and nobody tells her what to do anymore. So, I mean, that was about all of the information we got about her Instagram. I will say I was extremely disappointed that she didn't bring up Project Rose. And there's all these people saying that Project Rose is the book because there's a rose emblazed on the front of it or whatever. It's just, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that's Project Rose. Yeah, I, I absolutely don't believe Project Rose is the book. I just don't. I think if it's if it's part of the book, if Project Rose involves the book in some way, I think it's a long-term thing. I think it's like Britney's new signature for projects that she does post-conservatorship that aren't her performing. I, I, I just don't buy it. I think it was something that she originally had as like a small project that she was trying to do and now they're trying to just kind of scramble to tie a pretty bow on it no i just don't the the math on it isn't mathing because project rose started in what 2020 during covid when she was home and taking all of those portraits of herself um just over and over with the portraits and she kept saying it was inspired by like kim kardashian and stuff didn't she and i think kim kardashian had like some kind of table photography book or something and it just never made sense to me that project rose is going to be this book which she wouldn't have been thinking about in 2020 because in 2020 she wasn't even free yet i mean and it's not like they ever said in the book hey this is project rose i think that was just a nod to fans because only fans are really going to know what project rose is i was very frustrated that it didn't give more insight to the actual abuse that happened at Bridges only because I wanted to go after them hard after this book. I was going to, I was really intending to like deep dive Bridges and all this. She didn't really talk about it. It was just sort of that she was forced to stay there and the things that, you know, again, we did already know. I know. I mean, I'm just disappointed though to see that she's not calling out really the government, the doctors, lawyers, all of these upper world crime people that she's alluded to multiple times on Instagram. And I, I, I get that she can't name these people by name necessarily because that might open her up to a lawsuit, but she could elude. She could elude. There was so many doctors in and out of her life. So it's not like if she didn't name them that we would, we, you know, we wouldn't be able to put together who it is. But like, why didn't she talk about the medical abuse that much? I mean, we got the stories about her being taken abruptly off Prozac and put on lithium which is not good to just take someone off of their antidepressants they've been on for a fucking decade or two. But other than that, like, really, we didn't get much insight into it. And she herself said that her her stay at Bridges basically changed her. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't feel like we got a ton of insight as to the... Um, the why. 
yeah, like what really happened there. She didn't even bring up the fact that her team paraded her around after Free Britney got its feet and people were realizing that she was being held there. They set up a date on Easter Sunday for Sam Asghari to come pick her up and take her on an outing. And they set her up in front of a paparazzi hotspot so that they would get these shots of her looking dazed and confused. And she was very traumatized. And she didn't address that at all all which is crazy to me because it was an obvious setup from her team that her fucking husband participated in why was that just glossed over do you think she doesn't remember no because she's described it in her court testimony i believe about being humiliated over that so i think she does remember and also like we know britney is very sensitive about how the media portrays her and if if she feels like the photos are unflattering and stuff she gets very sensitive about that and i'm sure that these are stuck in her mind because that was at the peak of her trauma so i think she remembers but the thing is it's, it's a huge red flag to me that it's not in the book because it almost makes me feel like somebody would have cut that out of her story because they are like, well, we don't want the fans thinking that people are setting up these paparazzi shots. We want everything to feel organic and like pull the wool over our eyes. And to me, that still, that makes me feel like that was edited out. I I can't believe she wouldn't have brought it up. Did you hear in Europe they have a a version with um, black pages on the binding? Uh, That, wait, that's what I have. Look, that's the special edition version. With no rose on it. Yeah, I, I, to tell you the truth, dude, I'd rather your version. That's cooler. I want the rose. I want it all. I feel like this book, there was so much about it that felt so authentic and like we were hearing from her. But then I really felt like the end of it was very rushed. And it felt to me like they just tried to tie a pretty bow on it. And and the end of the book a little bit feels to me like, okay, so now you've heard Britney's story leave her the fuck alone and stop asking questions. And that left me feeling a little weird and no, I, uncomfortable. I agree with that. I felt the end was rushed, and I also felt every single celebrity shout-out felt awkward and clunky to me. I just, like, Reese Witherspoon out of nowhere. There was an Ariana Grande song that got referenced. The song might have been legitimate, because I know she's really into music, but pretty much every other celebrity reference that I was just like, this feels a little bit clunky. And I actually want to do the... Uh, the research to figure out how many of those celebrities mentioned are connected to CAA or TriStar. Um, Because I think that would be interesting to know. (laughs) Probably all of them. (laughs) Because I know at least half of them are. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I I just got such a weird vibe at the end of this book. And I got this feeling of like, in in a way, I was like, is this Britney basically saying goodbye? Leave me alone. I'm going to disappear after this or something like that. Because it felt very final in that way. And it felt very much like, hey, and if you can read this and not leave me alone, then wow, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, it's it's such a catch-22, man, because if she is still being silenced, you know, we want to push to, to help her get her true voice back and to get her freedom once and for all. And at the same time, the book did feel like it kind of had this tone of like, okay, I'm free, back the fuck off, and... I agree. I th- I think, you know, whether it's Britney or her team or whatever, it did feel like a pretty obvious push for the movement to refocus itself. And I, I don't know, man. I 
I guess there's two different trains of thought in the Free Britney movement altogether at this point after the conservatorship. There's people who are like, she's not free enough. We need to keep pushing. And there's people who are like, she deserves justice and we need to continue to push for awareness in the courts. I am with the latter. I am not pushing anymore for her to be more free than she already is. If she's not free enough by now, I as an individual living in Boston can't fucking do anything about it. The only thing I can do is stay positive, keep supporting her, keep staying optimistic that, you know, she does have her true voice. And anytime I see something that seems weird, like what we've talked about tonight, the different things, well, she didn't mention bridges or she should have, you know, it should have looked like this if it was Mm -hmm. legitimate. Keep asking those questions. Always ask the questions. But... I think I think it is important that people back off at least a little bit and let the dust settle on this book to let the the general populace or what did you call it the zeitgeist? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. a new word. For that me. might not have been the right word. I don't know. Cause... I don't know what that means. Um, but for the mainstream populace or whatever to uh, um, understand what happened to Brittany, because at least for me, advocating for her, it's been really hard. And I'll give you this anecdote really quickly. I have this coworker here when I first started working here. She used to tease me. She's like very dark and she would like make jokes like, yeah, well, since your office is all decorated Britney stuff, I'm going to make like anti-Britney stuff and put it on the second floor where her office is like kind of busting my balls. And I would just, I don't play like that. And you know, the more she got to know me, she wouldn't do that anymore. But she was very, um, very jaded on like the, like, oh, Britney, like eye roll, whatever. And just before we started this podcast, the reason I was a few minutes late is she ran into me downstairs and she was completely stone faced. And she was like, so I read an article about Britney Spears today. And I was like, really? And she was just like, yeah. And I, that blew my mind. The fact that she even took the time to read an article and she was so solemn. And she was just like, she went through a lot of things I could identify Mm. with. And then she like showed me in the article in her phone and it said, Brittany's finally telling her story and it's dark. And she just like showed it to me. And then she just made this face and she was just like, yeah, I really didn't get it, but I kind of get it now. And I was just like, I am so glad I didn't chew her out originally when she was just like busting my chops. I just, I didn't laugh at it. I was just like, yep, Britney's my light. She's my everything. Watching Britney survive all of this lets me know that we are stronger than yesterday. Just her, her army. She's such a bad bitch. She's such a bad bitch. (laughs) I agree. I think that's a beautiful sentiment to end this season of the Britney Army Barracks. This is the season finale. (laughs) And I just want to say thank you so much, Alan. And to WTFB underscore Anon. um, Thank you so much to T for stepping up in the last couple weeks. Um, I had a pretty big scare with my kids and you guys have been really supportive and you carried that torch through and it just is such a testament to this community and how, you know, we band together and you guys were really there for me when I needed it. And um, I'm so proud that we were able to make this together and there's legitimately nobody else I could imagine doing this first season with. You were so supportive and so patient when I would just ramble and ramble. (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I had such a good time and I cannot wait until we get back together again and we will come back and we will talk more about the upcoming court case when that sort of kicks off. Yes, it's so exciting. And I hope um, you will participate in my holiday cards last year. It was before you and I connected, but I do Britney Christmas cards. So um, I will send them either virtually to people or I send them through snail mail, but I will have to send you one of my cards through either form. I can't wait for the new year to come and we have, like you said, the court case coming up next. It'll be exciting next season. So thank you, Alan. You're wonderful. 
Thank you, Charlie. I'm going to miss this. I know. Hard same. It has been a wonderful season. And remember, people can take everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. See you next season, bitches. Yeah, you made it work. (laughs) 